Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And today we're doing week one, preseason, whatever you want to call it, waiver wire. We're already into the waiver wire. We actually have quite a few names for you for today's show that might want to pick up before the season starts and maybe before they blow up. Or, I mean, you already might have a hole to fill in your lineup. So some guys that can help you at least for one week. But before we get into that, make sure you guys go check us out on Twitter at the FF Profit or Instagram Fantasy Football Profit. You can also go on to Patreon now and become a patron of us there at pa- patreon.com slash fantasy football profit. Might be the time now to do that. You get game day alerts from us. You can get you get a text message number where you can actually ask us lineup questions, start sit questions, trade questions, goes right directly to us. That's probably the e- definitely the best way to get a hold of us and you know get help from us this season. So go check that out. And we're only what, Jeff? What is this? We're recording this Monday night. Three nights from now will be the Thursday night game. Falcons Eagles will just be wrapping up. I can't believe it's that close already. So we might as well just go into waivers here. You got you got one to start us off? Yeah, well, I think we should obviously talk about the elephant in the room. We're going to talk about how Mc, right, McKinnon went down, unfortunately. Um, you never want that to happen to a player. And I will not be able to see whether or not he'd be a boom or bust kind of candidate. But in his stead, you do have to start wondering which is the appropriate running back to go after. Is it Alfred Morris or is it Matt Breida? Or is it a combination of both? And right now, they have shot up, obviously. Uh, Alfred Morris jumped 60.3%, so he's now owned in 62.3% of leagues. Matt Breida is shot up 35.5%. He is uh, he is held in 52.2% now. So that is the question. For me, I went after Alfred Morris in a lot of these leagues uh, through draft cash, Adam, or I'm sorry, waiver cash. But I saw Craig, obviously, since we're in a bunch of leagues together, you went after Brita. So is this, do you, like, how, how are you thinking about this, is a this tough right one. now? And I'll say, first off, normally, if people haven't listened to us before, normally our cutoff is we go 50% of ESPN leagues. If you're owning 50% or more, we don't talk about you. 50% or less, you're eligible. But obviously, this is a different situation. So, okay, I think, I think Brita's the... I think he's the more talented back. I'll say that. I think for sure he's the more talented back. The problem is, I think he's too small to get a to actually be a full, you know, get a full workload. So it's going to be split no matter what. And that's the thing. I just think it's going to be very split between Morris and Breda. But I think he's a little Breda's a little bit more talented, maybe a little bit more explosive. Where his, you know, limited workload will amount to more than Morris's, but. Morris is also the safer option, I think. He's pretty much guaranteed. You know he's going to get touches. You know they're going to be. He's always been pretty good. He's never been great, but he's always been a very solid running back. And he played for Shanahan before. And this, or this could just maybe this is like a, the way they used it. He had Atlanta with Freeman and uh, Coleman. That kind of split. I can see it. I think it's going to be a split no matter what. I just think Braid is the more talented back. But I don't know if that'll actually translate into you know probably won't translate into more carries. So that's how I'm thinking about it right now. Gotcha. Hey, I, I would agree with you. I do think that both of them are going to be used quite a bit. Um, I personally like Alfred Morris more, especially when you're talking about standard league. Um, you're, you know, you don't throw in the PPR, uh, which definitely skews it a little more towards uh, Brita, depending on how you look at it. 
But I, I like Morris's ability to kind of already know how to kind of work with the head coach. Also to, you know, do what is needed in order to move the ball down the field. And I think he's going to get more opportunities in the red zone as, as a pure rusher. Um, so I, I lean towards Morris. I, I think he is the safer route. Um, but to Craig's point, we, we don't really know what Brita is yet. So if he does break out, he's definitely the higher up value player. But um, I, I don't know. I, I'm going Morris. I'm going pretty heavy on that one. I just think he's a safer pick right now. And I think that if I'm going to gamble on one of them, especially when running back is such an all-time high of a need, I got to go with a guy I, I think is going to produce either way. And I think he's safer in that regard. So I would go Morris. But I think both will have value. Yep, yeah, I do. I do agree with you. The Morris is safer. So that's what if you just if you need the running back spot, if you need another guy and you're hurting, I think you go Morris for sure. Yeah, and if and you we, just <laughs> if you want to just say, we'll find that out too because I did get Morris, you did get Breda, even though I know that you uh you know you really either way we just see value, so you got to grab them since since McKinnon unfortunately went down. It's hard to say right now, but that's yeah kind of how we're looking. One other like transaction news here that happened that I don't know if he's gonna make any of our list. It's Antonio Gates signed by the Chargers again here. Does he? interest you right now. I know a lot of people have put him into the top. I've seen him in the top 15 of tight end ranks already. I mean, right. (laughs) Yeah, no, I don't, I don't feel good about it. I think there's a lot of young tight ends out there that can make that jump. I think Gates, even though he does have the upside of catching touchdowns, we know that is his specialty, especially with him and rivers. He knows the system a lot to like there. He is just, he, he is very old. And even if he does catch a touchdown here, a touchdown there, I'm going to go uh, more of an upside route. I would, you know, I, uh, there, there's a couple of tight ends on this list that I, I'll throw out a little bit later, but I would rather go them than Gates. Yeah, me too. I'm just, I, I'm going to stay away from Gates. I'll say that. I'm staying away from him. There are plenty of other options I would look at other than him. Because, you know, he's just, it's such touchdown or bust for him. He's really probably not going to do much other than in the red zone. Exactly. And and I would be very, I mean, he would, he would definitely show me up if he did all of a sudden catch, you know, six balls even for 80 yards and a touchdown. You know, it's going to be more like <laughs> three catches you know, was, for uh, 10 yards and two touchdowns or something. Ridiculous. Exactly. That would be much more likely. All right. Well, I'm going to go now bring up some players here. I'm going to start off my list and I'm just going to say I put Mike Williams on it again. And this, this is the weird thing about the week one waivers. Yeah. And it could be the upside plays you know, for the future, or it could be guys you need this week. So this is more of a upside play and thinking he still could break out. And so I'm going Mike Williams. He's owned in 39.1% of leagues right now. I just think there's still a great potential that he breaks out. And maybe if he doesn't, oh, well, you you cut him after a few weeks. But he's a guy that should be owned in pretty much every league just for the fact that he could could be a great option here soon. We just don't know yet. So I'd put him on the end of the bench and wait and see what happens. So Mike Williams is going to be kind of the top guy on my list yet. I agree completely. I, I like him because I think you're right as well. I, I like the way you're looking at it, which is either I'm going to get a guy off the waivers that's going to help me for, say, one to three weeks at, at tops, kind of like I have to fill in holes right away, or someone that can help me down the road. Mike Williams, you know, unbelievably can do both. And I do think that his upside is incredible. I don't think we've seen, you know, his talent scratched the surface yet. I think we're really going to start seeing it this year. And especially with someone like this, you have to get him early, unfortunately, because as soon as he breaks out, as soon as he catches even one touchdown, everyone's going to be on top of it. 
So, I mean, obviously, he hasn't done anything last year, really, and he's already owned in 39%. So if you're able to get him, you really got to do it week one. And that, that's the big thing with Mike Williams. Who else you got? Who do you have on your list here towards the top? Towards the top, um, I actually have Geronimo Allison. Yep. So he's going to be near my top. He's only owned in 9.1%. He is still relatively undrafted, and I can't figure this out. He is Right now, he's ranked as the, the wide receiver three for Green Bay. But obviously, Cobb was being shopped. You have no idea. He's more suited to be the slot. So Allison could see a lot of playing time. He held off the the uh, rookie wide receivers. So I think this is a guy as well that can not only serve for a week one fill-in, but I think he has huge upside, and I think he could pay dividends relatively quickly. And another one that you have to get early because if he blows up, everyone's going to want him. Yeah, I'm surprised he's only owned a 9.1%. That's very low amount to me. For a guy, again, who should be on the end of benches. I mean, to me, he should be more owned than like Danny Amendola. I'm not interested in Danny, Danny Amendola, who's only 53% of leagues. You know what you're kind of getting for players like that. Deshaun Jackson. I don't want those guys. You know, why not take the risk on a guy at the end of your bench? And if it doesn't work out, oh, well, you just go through the waiver wire again. You find the next guy. So, yeah, I don't get it. I like, I like Geronimo. doesn't make sense to me why he's so far down. But I got another guy here. I'm actually going to bring up quick. I'm going to bring up a guy who I think just could help you fill in for one week for sure. And it could turn into more than that. We don't know. But I'm going to go Jordan Wilkins running back from the Colts. It's looking more and more likely like Marlon Mack might not be ready to go for week one. So if that's the case, it sounds like Jordan Wilkins is actually going to be the one to get the start. Hines is going to be in, in a role there too. He's, we don't know exactly how that's going to play out yet. But it sounds like Jordan Wilkins will at least be the one to get the first crack at it. And Marlon Mack has no handle, no hold on that job whatsoever. So Wilkins or Hines, whoever ends up taking it, but Wilkins, I think, is going to be the first shot, could just run away with this job if he has a good week one. So if you need to fill in, I don't, it's not a bad option, I think, for week one there. Try out Wilkins and just take a chance, see what you get. And maybe you get a guy who's going to be a starter all year. Again, if not, get rid of him. So I'm going to go Wilkins. Yeah. And I think the, Big thing with him is it's very difficult to find a fill-in for a running back position right now. And Wilkins didn't, you know, we don't know exactly what that's going to look like in the Colts' backfield. He didn't really show out in preseason, but I have him on my list as well because really it's it's hard to come by. He's going to get the start. We'll see what happens. So, you know, if it works out for his, uh, you know, in his favor, wonderful. If not, at least you have a guy filling that running back slot if you're desperate. Yeah, exactly. That's... You know, there's some teams that if you had Jarek McKinnon and you couldn't get Morris, couldn't get Breda, you might need a Wilkins to start you for a week. Maybe you had Mark Ingram or something on your bench who's going to be the guy coming in a few weeks. Maybe you had Marlon Mack. You might need to start this guy. Yeah, not the not the prettiest option in week one, but hey, it's worth a shot, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, these are waivers, right? <laughs> exactly. These guys weren't drafted, so you're going to have to take some chances here. So I'm going to go. I'll, I'll bring up another guy here quick who's at the top of my list. going to be Chris Godwin. Another in the... You know, Mike Williams mold of a guy who we think has a lot of potential. It's only owned in about 33% of leagues, I believe, somewhere around there. But I really do believe he's going to overtake Deshaun Jackson and become that number two option in Tampa. So I like Chris Godwin a lot, and he should be owned in, I think, every league right now. If you have a decent-sized bench, Chris Godwin should be on the team. And if you have a spot for it, take and put him there. I'd, I'd really, If you have Deshaun Jackson on your bench and you don't have Chris Godwin, he's a free agent, release Deshaun Jackson, put Chris Godwin there. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah, I would agree with the whole Deshaun Jackson thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, and I think this one might be more of a, we don't 
it's going to be interesting because obviously, you know, James Winston is going to be out for the first few games. So we're going to see what you know Fitzpatrick can do with Chris Godwin. So maybe people will be slow to this one, depending on how he does. But I completely agree. He was a uh, he was a lower end on my list, but he's definitely a guy that I'm watching because I, I agree with Craig. I think Deshaun, you know, is just at the end of his career. And I think Godwin is on the, the uptrend. Uh, who else do you have on your list for this week? All right, I th- this one is kind of important, but it's going to be a uh, a feeler out to see how long you can actually put him. Well, how soon you can put him on your bench, and how long you can leave him there to see if it produces anything. But it's got to be Aaron Jones. He's owned in forty one point eight percent of ESPN leagues, and he's only serving a two game suspension. But at the same time, he's giving every chance in the world for someone else to take that starting spot. But I think when he comes back, he will eventually win that back to be the uh, kind of the primary running back. Maybe they'll throw in third down backs or whatever it may be. But I think he is the best option to have at running back. So Aaron Jones, if you pick him up now or definitely in the first two games when he's not playing. Um, I think that's when you have to do it because as soon as he comes back, it's going to be on everyone's radar. You got to get him in the first two weeks. So I would pick him up now if you have if you have room. If not, keep an eye on him. Um, but yeah, he. The thing is, even after two games, he's probably going to need another couple in order to get back into good graces to get back into the playing rotation where he's going to get heavily used. Just know that. So if you're going to get him, you got to give him a, a few weeks at least in order to get his feet underneath him. Yeah, he made my list as well because. I believe he's going to, I think he's a more talented running back than Jamal Williams is. And I guess we just completely just forget about Ty Montgomery, but I don't think Ty Montgomery is going to get that job ever again. He's going to be more, he's always going to be used, but he's not going to be a full-time back there. I just think it's going to be Aaron Jones backfield by the time we get midseason. And I'm putting him on, I'm going to put him on the end of my bench if I have a chance to do that right now. And this is when you can do it when he's suspended. Yeah. I mean, maybe Jamal Williams looks really good weeks one and two and Jones never quite gets there, but. I think any kind of chance you can get at getting a running back who could end up being a starter, you have to take it. So I'm definitely going to throw Aaron Jones there. All right. I'm going to bring up another name here quick that might not matter at all by the time, I don't know, Wednesday rolls around, let's even say. I'm going to say James Conner because. <laughs> yep, exactly. It, it's It might not matter, but by the time waivers run for a lot of people, it might. So I think Conner is worth the risk for especially okay for bell owners you need to throw james connor on your bench right now just because i'm pretty sure bell's gonna be there he's just holding this off a little bit more but you know what i like to feel a little safe and i would just feel better if i'm a a bell owner and connor's on the end of my bench i'd feel i'd feel just slightly better about the situation and not worry so much because i'm sure he'll be back i'm sure he's gonna be fine but this has to slightly worry a little bit doesn't it yeah, 100%. You you have your best player and that hasn't even shown up to the team yet. So uh, once again, I'm I'm the guy that's been telling you not to worry. He's going to be there. He's going to play. I still believe that. But at the same time, it would be crazy not to have a backup plan, right? Yep. <laughs> so you have to grab him. And if I'm playing a guy that has Bell on his team, I'm throwing a few bucks out there. I'm trying to steal him just to make sure they don't. Like in case if it happens, you can, well, not only can you use him against the person, but they're not going to have anyone to fill that number one running back slot. So I think either way, he should be drafted in a lot of leagues. I'm not saying go crazy on him and spend a lot of, you know, you know, waiver cash or anything like that on him, but you definitely should look into picking him up, especially if you're playing him or you have him. 
All right. Who's another guy you have on your list then? All right. I, I just want to go over a quick QB that you can use in the first couple of weeks if you need be. And I know this because I, I've drafted once in a couple of them. But um, Tyrod Taylor, he's only owned in 28.7%. People are worried that Baker will take over, whatever it may be. But he has a very good offense that he's doing. He what he was always a you know fantasy relevant QB even when he had no one to back him. So Tyrod Taylor for the first couple of weeks is a great pickup to go ahead and fill a void. Um, so keep him in mind. He's a he's on the lower end of my list, but especially if you need a QB, I think he is probably the one of the higher rated ones out there, and I, I really like him. Yeah, I say that's a pretty solid one if you're going to be QB streaming for this week. It'd be if you're especially if you're a Wentz owner. I will actually throw out one other guy who. Not exciting, but probably has a good matchup. It's going to be Andy Dalton, actually, against the Colts. Colts aren't known for a great defense. So if you're desperate and you're a Wentz owner and there's really not much left, uh, throw, maybe you can take a chance at Dalton. He's had, he has big weeks once in a while. You know, he's, he's known to do that and he's known to do nothing. But against the bad teams, he usually does pretty decent. I'll say that. Right. And I'm, I'm not a Dalton fan by any stretch of the imagination, but I agree. You're going against the Colts. You still have, you still have A.J. Green. Hopefully Mixon is a little better. And you have John Ross, who, you know, looked a little bit better. He has that he has that upside of scoring a long touchdown. So yeah, Dalton has a little upside this week. Yep. And I would actually I think I would actually play Dalton over Nick Foles. Foles, you know, he had a good run in the like in the Super Bowl there to the Super Bowl, but he wasn't necessarily great for a lot of that time he took over for Wentz. You know, we just remember the Super Bowl win, but I I wouldn't be sold on him. I would agree because you don't know where his weapons are at right now. Exactly. Either. I would just, I would, I'd go more Dalton there. So, all right. Another guy I'll say, I'm just going to throw out a couple quick names just to lump them together. I got Anthony Miller on my list. I got DJ Moore on my list, two rookie receivers who we don't know what they are yet, but I would throw them on the end of my bench. Definitely at this point. And they're both owned. Let's see here. We got I think DJ's probably owned a little bit more. He's owned in 44% of leagues, and Anthony Miller's owned in 30% of leagues. But I'm going to throw both of those guys on my bench. I think, again, they should be owned in every league. So throw the rookie receivers. What about – you could probably throw James Washington and Cortland Sutton in there too. You got it. I was going to say, I would actually add to that. And Christian the guy Kirk. that we're – yeah, thank you. Christian Kirk is a guy, especially a lot of the ones we named, besides DJ Moore, Christian Kirk has the easiest path to wide receiver two status. So – He's only owned in 13.9% of ESPN leagues. I, I think that guy is the one that I would pick up before pretty much any of the other ones. You know, I, I'd probably do DJ Moore first maybe, but I, I like where Christian Kirk is, and they absolutely need to find more weapons on that offense, and I think he could fill that void. So it's going to be one of those as well that you want to get early because as soon as people figure out he's, you know, what he is, which maybe we'll find out week one, maybe we won't find out until, you know, halfway through the season. But um, that's going to be an interesting one. So he was definitely one that I would lump in with that, you know, those young wide receivers. All right, who else you have on there? Um, the other guy I have, and this is this is a tough one because I don't know if I would take him necessarily right now. He's a wait and see kind of running back, but I I just keep having a good feeling about Nick Chubb and Hyde is a little bit of a uh you know injury risk player. I don't know exactly how that's going to shake out, what kind of percentage you get, but Chubb is such a strong running back that is really good in short yardage situations. So maybe there's a possibility that he becomes, um, uh, you know, the payoff becomes a little earlier than we think. Once again, he would be lower on my list because obviously that's a very difficult situation to navigate, but Nick Chubb would be, you know, at the end, just keep him in mind. Yeah, he made the end of my list as well. 
because when I look at this, I try to say, okay, Carlos Hyde's been good, looks pretty decent in preseason. Maybe, okay, maybe we should, you know, hold off on Chubb a little bit. But I think Nick Chubb's a good running back. And I keep then think back to last year. And if we would have thought that way about Alvin Kamara, he would have never ended up on any of our teams. So he was behind Ingram and Peterson. But we didn't let that stop us. Why let it stop you with a player like Nick Chubb? He only has one guy ahead of him. Kamara had two. So Very true. Yeah, I just try to eh, don't worry about that depth chart thing so much all the time if you think a guy has talent. And I think Nick Chubb has that. He's owned in, what, 36.8% of leagues. So I think he's worth a shot, especially out of any of the running backs that are still on the list. I don't, do you have any other backs on your list right now? Or is that about it? Uh, no, no, that's it. And that that's the difficult part, too. That's why Chubb made the list. Because really, you know, and what do we talk about? Three guys? Am I missing anyone? But three guys, really. You have uh, Jordan Wilkins, who I'm not that impressed with yet, but he's going to probably get a lot of playing time. Um, then we have Aaron Jones, who's suspended. Yep, and and then, then we... You know, James Nick Conner Chubb. would be the only other one. <laughs> oh, yes. James Conner as well. So, I mean, it, it is the... the It's very... Um, uh, I mean, it's a really thin position to get. And that's why we keep trying to put guys on there that have the upside. Um, but that's why Nick Chubb makes it for me. And I say, maybe I'll throw one other name. Just if you're... Maybe if you're a JHI owner, get Corey Clement on your team. Ajayi is practicing. He did practice Monday, which is a good sign, but... It's a Thursday night. They're playing Thursday night. You just never know. And Corey Clement's not a bad person to have on your team. I think he's going to have some value of his own, actually, in some way this year. We don't know for sure how that backfield is going to play out yet. So maybe Clement, if you're especially a Jai owners, throw Clement on the team. So that's probably I mean, there's some other names at running back you could if you wanted to. But there's I'm not terribly interested in CJ Anderson or like Garrett Blount who are down there. I think Devontae Booker, I think we know where, what he is, and it looks like Freeman has passed him up, which we expected to happen. And, uh, yeah, the other one's Doug Martin. We don't know how that back is going to play out either, but I wouldn't, I'm not trusting it. No, I, I mean, I need to see something before I would, you know, throw him on my bench. And, and that's what this is. It's kind of the initial waiver wire where you have to look for a little more upside. And until I realize, like, if they're going to use those veteran backs, how they're going to use them, I have no need for them. I don't. I don't want to take a, a risk when I could grab someone here that has more upside. Yep. What you got? Any uh, any more wide receivers for the list today? I do. Uh, I just have one more, and that is John Brown. Yep, that's my um, only other one too. Is that so? Twenty four point seven percent owned right now. He is. He was the best looking wide receiver that the Ravens had in preseason. Um, Crabtree, kind of. I'm not sure where his head is at the at the moment, but um. I don't know. If he stays healthy, that was really all that was holding him back in Arizona. So I'm kind of rooting for the guy. I like it. They're going to throw it to someone. So I would take the risk on him before uh, anyone else on that team. Yeah, me too. I like John Brown. If he can stay healthy, I think he's going to be a really good wide receiver. So take a chance on him. I mean, some other names I could throw out. I mean, D.D. Westbrook. I'm always interested in D.D. Westbrook. He's only owned in 9.4% of leagues. Keelan Cole has definitely overtaken him in the minds of all fantasy football owners with Keelan Keelan Cole being owned in 52.8% of leagues. So D.D. Westbrook's kind of an afterthought at this point. So maybe he'll surprise people yet. I don't know. There's still some hope. I like him. And, yeah, and someone's going to catch it. So right? someone's going to get a diamond in the rough out there. Quincy Anunua, still an interesting name. We don't know what he will be coming back from the injury, but he's only owned in 8.7% of leagues. So 
just a, a name to watch possibly there's that's about it though there's and actually I'm I'm still kind of interested in Antonio Callaway from Cleveland looks like he's going to get the start for week 1 but mainly only because Gordon's not up to speed yet and won't be starting but yeah you never know if he if he impresses he's going to at least get himself some you know more playing time going forward he's impressed them enough where they had no problem getting rid of Corey Coleman you know at the time I mean yes the Buffalo Bills had no problem getting rid of, rid of Corey Coleman either so <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't yeah. speak too highly of him. Yeah, unfortunately, I, I did. I actually drafted Callaway at the end of my bench in one of them just to see how it turned out. But I did have to get rid of him because I, I wanted Morris more. But um, his athletic ability really, you know, it, it'll be an interesting one, how they use him. And especially week one, I think he is a good fill-in. And then, you know, you brought it up on one of the last week's shows, but Laquan Treadwell is starting to interest me, actually. <laughs> it's sticking in your head, isn't it? It is. And I just, for some reason, I'm just watching him. And I mean, he's still, he's, if he wasn't behind Diggs and Thalen, I would be more interested. But they did release Kendall, right? They didn't keep him on the team because Treadwell's clearly earned that number three spot. So it's it's interesting. Maybe he has stuff going. Maybe he's he has it all turned around now. Maybe he's going to be right for once. And we just talked about, he's extremely young yet. It's hard to believe how young he really is. So I'm. I'm a little interested in Treadwell. Not, I mean, probably not going to find his way into many ten team leagues. Probably not even twelve team leagues. But he's a he's you just watch out for him. Just just remember the name. All right, you have a couple tight ends then to round out the list. Yeah, round it out. Um, obviously, you know, you pr- I don't. There's no real injuries uh, when you talk about tight end right now. So I don't know if you have to fill in. But I think a couple of guys that are that should be owned in a, a bit more or. Um, George Kittle, for his instance, he got injured. That's the reason why his uh, he's not owned in more than 40% of leagues. Uh, he's interesting. The only thing about him is he going against Minnesota. Uh, their defense was very good last year, even against the tight end. So maybe week one is not the place for him. But I would keep an eye on him if you're looking for an upside tight end, especially if you got someone near the bottom um, where, you know, they're very interchangeable if you want to uh, stream that position. I would be looking at him. The other guy is O.J. Howard. I know that people continue to sleep on him, only owned in 19%. Cameron Brait scares people off, and I don't understand why, really. Um, Fitzpatrick is going to be looking for playmakers. Uh, you know, he's he's less of a down-the-field passer. I think O.J. Howard is a perfect fit for him. Um, once again, he is playing a team that was good against the tight end last year in New Orleans, but... I, you know, I don't know how much that means. Uh, you know, that means less to me than, say, Minnesota, because I think Minnesota is still going to be a very good defense. So um, O.J. Howard might be a good fill-in, but um, just keep those guys in mind if you're looking to stream um, later on down the road. I'm not quite under- – I don't understand why no one seems to believe in O.J. Howard. I don't get it. And why wouldn't you want to take a risk on a rookie or a second-year tight end with this much potential? I just don't feel like tight ends up – if you're not going to get Gronk, Kelsey, or Ertz, why not just take a big chance later on and get and have O.J. Howard on your team? I'd rather have him than a lot of these other guys that you I mean, shoot, people that are owned in more leagues than him. I just don't get it. How is Austin Hooper, Austin Sferian Jenkins, Jared Cook, Cameron Brait, Ben Watson, Charles Clay? How are these guys owned in more leagues than O.J. Howard? I don't get it. Yeah, I no idea. And even worse, I mean, Cameron Braid is owned in more. I, how? I don't get it. I don't either. I, I mean, that I I feel like that's just taking the non-upside guy. And I mean, I, I get that he was still relatively good last year, but OJ Howard started really eating into his, his catches. You see how much more athletic OJ Howard is. And I, I don't know why 
they keep talking about him as only a blocker and whatever it may be. He is positive. Besides from Mike Evans, he is the most dangerous offensive weapon that they have on that team. And I assume that they're going to use him, especially in the red zone. I Maybe I'm way off. Maybe I'm not seeing something. But I feel like I'm taking crazy pills because there, there's no possible way he doesn't make a leap this year. Yeah, I don't get it. I'm, I just I don't get it. So, I mean, I want I'd, I'd take a chance on it. I would I would definitely take a chance on OJ Howard. I think he's going to be pretty decent. I really think he's going. This could maybe he doesn't break out yet, but he's going to at some point. This guy's going to be he's going to have good weeks. He's he's too talented not to. So, I'd definitely take a chance on him. And then. I'll just move over to defense just to say if you're already streaming defenses like like I am, <laughs> started early. Uh, there actually, I think, are probably there are a couple options this week, I'd say, for you for team. You know, the Lions, I think, are a pretty solid option going against the Jets and Sam Darnold, who I think is the youngest quarterback ever to start a game here. Youngest rookie quarterback ever to get a start. So being a Lions fan, I just know that means he's going to throw for four touchdowns and be the greatest, you know. 21 year old or whatever to start a game <laughs> yeah <laughs> prepare to get your heart broken but yeah it's a very good point we don't know what the jets are super young quarterback we sh- like the i say we but the Lions should play well as a defense i really like that pick i think that's a great streaming option and then that's probably to me the best one the panthers are owning less than 50 percent. that's probably a decent one dallas we don't really know what they are right now they really i don't we have we don't know yet with their passing with the receiving crew what they actually can do I don't know if there's anything there, but Zeke does make that challenging. Then Steelers against Cleveland is always interesting. Cleveland's always the team to go against, but maybe that might be different this year. So I, I, that, I almost hesitate because I just, I, I think there's going to be, I think Cleveland's going to be so much better. Yeah, I, I hesitate on that one. I think especially you're at Cleveland, everyone is going to be insanely hyped. You have a veteran quarterback. I, there's no real downside for Cleveland on this one. I, I, I don't think, I mean, there were, terrible last year but at the same time this is practically a brand new offense i'm not buying into it and also the steelers score a lot so they're going to get the ball a lot to or they're going to give the ball a lot to cleveland as well they'll have a lot of opportunity to score i would stay away from that one that's just me yeah i'd go pick up the lions if you get the chance i think that's the best option for this week if you're already going that route which i will be all year i just it's the way i usually like to unless i luck into getting like the jaguars that like the next jaguar shows up you know yeah that that would be nice yeah, you never know. So I think that'll do it for waivers. It's going to be, I always love waivers, especially there's so many options right now. It's going to change though. <laughs> oh yeah. I, after week one, it completely changes the landscape. <laughs> yep. So we'll either be, well, actually the, the sad part is we're probably going to be right on a few of these guys immediately. So it, you can't put all of them on your bench. You just have to go with your gut, pick out which one you like the most, the matchup. Cause, uh, one or two of these guys will do well and then his, his stock will skyrocket. So we're, we're about to find out who that's going to be. Yep. I'm excited to see what's going to happen. So we'll be back though tomorrow. We'll do some of our week one rankings and just kind of how we see it playing out. Not going to probably change too much based off our draft ranks, but I mean, there's going to be some for some different matchups for the week. But again, then again, we don't really know what to expect from defenses this year. I, we know a couple teams we think are going to be good, but who really knows? It's got a lot to learn here in the next couple weeks, but we'll go over all of that tomorrow. We'll talk to you guys then. <laughs>